So today's year is more of an addendum and food for thought as we will just touch upon some topics that require further learning, further studying, and it's not the standard 12-minute halacha style. So although historically many people did not keep the halachas of Chadash and Chutzlaretz based on the four different heterim we spoke about at length, today you go to the supermarket or you speak to people on the street, there are many people that actually do keep Yashan, and we mentioned why. First of all, very difficult to say it's a shas at chak today when your supermarkets are loaded with all types of yashan products. You get wraps and buns and bread that's yashan all year round. Additionally, information wasn't so readily available in, in years past. Now you you could know that this brand of pretzels is always yashan, so it's much easier to keep it today. Additionally, America historically would store wheat and therefore the previous generation never had to be concerned for vadai chadash, that things would be 100% chadash. Today, we don't store wheat as much, and therefore many of the products are 100% chadash, and there's less reason to uh, be lenient. And finally, this will be a little bit of a segue into the next uh, discussion, is that historically there was no way to properly store the grain. And if you made flour in May, June, and that flour is yashan, and you want it to last until, I don't know, until the next Purim, so you'd have infestation issues. And there were many people that would say, I'd rather be machmir on bugs, which can have many laven, depending on what type of bug it is, four, five, six laven, sixty surum by eating a bug, than be machmir for chadash, where there's so many, so many paiskim or meko. So people, and even companies, I know from Rabbi Rosman, he told me his father, Reisman's Bakery was concerned for this, and until they had proper storage of flour, he said, how can we be machmer on yashan, and we'll feed people bugs. So over time, with refrigerated storage, people putting barley in the freezer, flour in the freezer, there are ways to navigate this issue of bugs in their uh, in uh, flour and grain, and for many years, that was the way people would store the Yashan products. Interestingly, Yashan became so prevalent in America that there's actually a market, meaning there are companies that are willing to invest money, first of all, in the refrigerated storage to store Yashan flour, and you could call them in January and February and say, oh, you have Yashan flour? And they'll say, yeah, sure, we got Yashan flour. And hopefully they're doing, uh, they're storing it in proper, in proper storage units, refrigerated, temperature controlled. Another way, and this is more common, of producing yashan is a totally different idea. The, the flour is more prone to infestation and to spoilage as opposed to the grain itself. The grain, the grain itself could, could last many months and years without any infestation issues, without any issues. So you could have wheat kernels as long as you don't process it into flour, it could last a long time. Some of the companies decided, let's get wheat kernels that are stored away, quarantined, and we will process it during the year. So we'll take winter wheat from 2020. And in the middle of 2021, maybe in October or November, even though the, the mills are already doing chadash for many months, we'll stop production, we'll go get our wheat 
that's yashan wheat, and we'll process that wheat, and we'll have yashan flour. Sounds great. And in, in reality, this is the best way to avoid infestation and other issues, spoilage. You're going to have freshly ground wheat in March. You could have it up until Pesach. You could have freshly ground yashan flour. Great, it's not so old. The flour was ground a few weeks ago. The problem is that Chadash, according to most Rishonim, according to many of the Paiskim, Chadash is something that's Aser, and it's called the Dabr Shiyesh Lamatirin. It is something that if you would wait, if you would wait until after Pesach, it would be Mutter. And therefore, Dabr Shiyesh Lamatirin, Halachis is not bottle when it's mixed into something of its own kind. So if you had Yashan flour, they got mixed into Chadash flour, I'm sorry, the opposite, Chadash flour got mixed into Yashan flour. Halacha is, it's not bottle. So this could come up. Let's say a person has uh, decides, you know what, in the middle of the year, they're going to be makhpid. They decide we're going to be makhpid, we're going to only have yashan flour. So they take their new bag of uh, haimish flour they bought, that's yashan, and they pour it into their bin that had flour in it that was already chadash flour. Halach is, it's not bottle. Even one in a thousand, not shishim, even it's never bottle. So you have this concern. So how does this come to an issue when it comes to commercial production, industrial ma- manufacturing. So I'll give you two examples. Example number one, and this was discussed heavily at the OU, the flour mills, they never use water to clean it out. If they do, it's once every 20 years. As you can imagine, when you add water to flour, you create dough. Not very wise to have dough in your machinery. So what they do is they just, you know, maybe they'll blow ear, they'll try to flush it out with other material, but essentially, you're always going to have some flour on the floor, in the mill, and I've been to many mills. There's always particles all over the place. So the question is, you're doing a chadash, a yashan run in January. This company's been doing chadash for six months already. There's definitely going to be something in your final product that has particles of chadash. And halachas, it's not bottle. So it's a fascinating question. What do you do? We're going out of our way to create Yashan product in the middle of the year and avoid infestation. But look, we got all, the, all, all this uh, the issue of of uh, of Davershiyesh Matir and it's not bottle even Balaf. Additionally, let's say they're running barley. So, pearled barley doesn't last too long, a year or two years. So, you might want to run pearled barley in a barley facility when they clean it and you're running it and in your bag, you might end up having Chadash barley, one or two pieces in your bag of barley. So, that's the question. So there are many Paiskin that said, okay, you know what? The whole issue of Chadash and Chutz Aretz, there's so much to rely on. We're going out of our way to try to make it Yashan. Adkan, we can't do anything more than that. However, Ravelski Zetzal asked Rabbi Yashiv what he felt. Rabbi Yashiv said, if you flush it out with many pounds of, of Yashan flour, so that means, let's say, this company, Haimish flour, they're going in to run a Yashan run in January 1st. So January 1, you should say like this. January 1, we're going to run the Yashan flour, but we're not going to accept it as Yashan because that first flush might still contain the, the Chadash flour that was stuck in the mill. So January 1 is going to be labeled as 
standard flower. January 2 is where we're going to add the Yashan symbol to it. So many companies do that. That would be the best way of doing it. How does it work? Halachli, very interesting how it works. Maybe it's a Suffolk mashu, tray mashu. That's a mashu in the first case. And even what's left would only be a mashu of chadash, something along those lines. Perhaps it gets into the concept of svek sveka, or there's other particles in there. Whatever the, the rationale is, this is what the, uh, the Paiskim have decided, and that's really what the OU does. There's definitely what to discuss and analyze from a strict lambdas halachic standpoint, but that would be beyond the scope of today's shear. Another interesting topic on this would be a deep fryer. So let's say you go to a restaurant and you want you want uh, yasha, right? So let's say they have French fries that has flour that's chadash, or they use panko breadcrumbs from the market that are not uh, yashag. So the entire deep fryer, even if you're frying, I don't know, sweet potatoes or something else that doesn't contain uh, flour in it, but you're you're deep frying it in a deep fryer that does contain chadash and you have uh, an issue of chadash. The question is, what, are, what about the keli itself? So we once had this issue, not an issue, but this challenge. So there was once an event in Minneapolis and they wanted yashan products, only Yashan, and it was right around the Super Bowl time, if you remember the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis a bunch of years ago, and that's February, the beginning of February, so the restaurant was doing Chadash for many months, so how do you have a Yashan product when you have Chadash being fried in the deep fryer every single day, basically? So most most people are not Makhban on Kalem. Why is this? It's a good question. The original source would be the Ramad, the Ramad Hilchus Chelev, uh, when he talks about Nikor, he talks about the various minhagim that different communities had, how to get rid of the fat, and he said, let's say you're eating by someone's house where they don't uh, do it, they don't do Nikor the same way you do it. You're only eating chicken, you're not eating uh, skirt steak. So the question is, are you, should you be concerned for the Kalim? The Ramad says, no, we're not concerned for Kalim. And you find this in many places when there's just a Chumrah or there's different practices. Many people will say, oh, I'm not Makhban on Kalim. For example, your OU uh, DE discussion, dairy equipment, touches upon that concept of Adkan. This is mentioned in the Magan of Ram and Hilchas Chadash. The Mishabruah quotes it as well. There's different ways to learn what they're, they're describing, perhaps to only be makled by Enib and Yoyma, if it wasn't used in 24 hours. But if it was used within the previous 24 hours, one should be Makhban on it. And the real Grunniks, the real, uh, you know, Chadash people would say, no, you can't you can't uh, eat from Kalim that are Chadash. One also has to take into consideration there's different stages to this question. One question would be, you're going to someone's house, you know they baked bread in this, or they baked cake in this cake pan that morning. It's a it's a ben yaymai, and you are using it yourself. So that gets into a Shiloh, versus going to a restaurant where they already made it. And the question is, when did they use it? They already made it. I didn't make it. That also touches upon the question of ordering a latte in, in a Starbucks. When you order a coffee, the coffee has been made already. So there's a whole different shyla when they're making something for me when I order a personal hot latte versus the coffee has already been made. So it's already diabat, it's already been done. So there's a different stages to this question. The same thing would apply to Chadash. So just bringing down some of the points that people discuss. Should we be mocked on Kalim? How to produce Yashan products in the middle of the year when Chadash is on, you know, in full uh, full run? The company is already making Chadash. These are some of the supplementary topic, topics of 
the halachas of Chadash, Mirz Hashem, looking forward to the next sugya, we will discuss the halachas of Chala, how it applies in one's home, how it applies in the industry at large, in restaurants, and uh, bread manufacturing, so Mirz Hashem, to be continued.